The Under the Hood Basketball Podcast is proudly presented by DraftKings. Use the promo code WMVP. Are you a basketball fan, college or pro? Make sure you check out DraftKings. Download the app now and use the promo code WMVP. Listen, you hear me talk about this because they're good to us and I want you to be good to them. It is DraftKings. That's the place that you go. Use the promo code WMVP. You're looking to have the best bets on college basketball because the season's here for college basketball. The same thing with the NBA. Do you know you can bet on the Christmas Day games already for college, uh, for the NBA, for college basketball. It's really off the chain. So check it out. DraftKings. Use the promo code WMVP. And also, the Under the Hood Basketball Podcast is brought to you by Manscaped. It's the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. They're the champions of the world. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped just launched their fourth-generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right, the Lawnmower 4.0. Join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer. You get 20% off by using the promo code HOOD, my last name, H-O-O-D. Hood at manscaped.com. Again, manscaped.com. And you say, Hood, I don't need. Oh, yes, you do. Oh, yes, you do. And probably no one's told you for a long time, but you do need some help there. Think about this. If you're trying to reduce the grooming accidents below the waist, it's a, pl- a great place to go. <laughs> They've got a nice upgraded trimmer. It's better than using your wife's scissors, right? Uh, you need to be able to take care of your family jewels. And also, when it comes to those icky ear hair and nose hair, come on, guys. You know, we're better than that, right? We got to do better than this. Let's shape up for 2021 into 2022 use manscape.com you don't believe me just go to the website look around for yourself but if you're going to use manscape for yourself or it's going to be a gift for the holidays make sure that you use the promo code hood h-o-o-d i think that other guys will get a kick out of it and i think you will too manscape.com look at your nose hair look at your ear hair look at your hair that's just that needs to be whacked down there, right? There's a weed whacker that they that's part of this mix too. I just got the box a couple of weeks ago. You need this. Manscaped.com. Promo code is hood. Let me call Nick Friedel as we talk about the Bulls and the NBA right here on the Another Hood Basketball Podcast. There he is, Nick Friedel, who covers the NBA for ESPN.com. He joins me here on the Under the Hood Basketball Podcast, brought to you by DraftKings. Hello, Nick. Hello, my friend. Man, we have plenty to talk about here as the season is underway, but let me start with your beat. Let's talk about the Golden State Warriors off to a hot start. So watching that Minnesota game, watching the condensed version of that game, and seeing Wiggins go off for 35 points, that really stood out to me. But what stood out most about the, the ebb and flow of the Warriors' season so far? The key with this group hoodie is the depth. Last year, we talked about the Warriors, and it just felt like puzzle pieces that all didn't always fit together. You had Kelly Oubre, who is a talented player. He just didn't fit in the Warriors system. Brad Wanamaker, same goes. Kent Bazemore, uh, he had his moments, but it, he was making bad fouls, you know, 35 feet away from the basket. Mm-hmm. They, those guys, and I'd add James Wiseman in there. We can get into Wiseman's development uh, in uh, a little bit, but he didn't know where to be on the floor at times. And so when you take those guys off the roster, and Wiseman's going to appear here in the next few weeks at some point, but you bring back Andre Godala, who Hoodie is just absolutely beloved. He is that veteran 
core piece that everybody is just like, ah, thank God he's back. He, he's still so good defensively. He's so uh, well-liked and respected in the locker room, up and down the organization. So Andre comes back. Otto Porter, who plenty of Bulls fans know very well, the Warriors took a flyer on him at the vet minimum. He has been very solid to start the year. And Nemanja Bialica, he has been very good in the key with all those guys, and I'd add Damian Lee's development internally as well, and Juan Toscano-Anderson, who played a, a, a nice role off the bench last season. Those guys all know how to play with Stephen Draymond, and that is a skill that a, a lot of other guys don't have. And, and you're never sure day-to-day uh, -day, uh, last year who was, who was going to be helpful, especially when... When Steph went off the floor, it was like they couldn't function. Now they have a deep roster, and they have a bunch of guys that can play off Steph and Draymond and shoot it and make the extra pass, and they have had a lot of early success. But to me, as great as Steph is and as motivated as Draymond has looked, the key with this group is the play they're getting uh, on a nightly basis from the reserves. Uh, with a healthy clay, what do you think that the shelf life is for the Warriors in the West? Oof. I before the season, even with a healthy clay, and, and nobody's quite sure how he is going to look once the game starts, but Hoodie, I tell you, you talk to enough people in the organization, I've watched some of those workouts post practice. He looks pretty good. You know, he looks like clay. But it's just been so long since anybody's seen him. So with that in mind, it would surprise me if they went from out of the playoffs to the finals this year. It would, surprise, it would surprise me, frankly, if if they were able to win another title with this core only because it, it just is so, so difficult to get back to that level. But in the next breath, and this is a conversation going on in the Bay right now, who do you even trust at the moment in the West? I mean, Utah always piles up a bunch of regular season wins, but we know what happens to them in the playoffs. The Lakers look like a total mess. Phoenix hasn't gotten straight so far yet this year. I like the Nuggets, but what happens when Murray comes back? Does he come back this year? If so, at what level? So the Warriors early have a bunch of momentum. It's going to gain even more steam when Clay reappears and, and when Wiseman is able to play again. I just don't know if they've got everything they need on this roster right now, which leads into, okay, well, what do they do in the offseason? And that's when you got to wonder if they're going to take one big swing and, and trade for somebody, that next big star, whomever it may be on the market. We'll see. But I think the window, certainly for top-level contention, stays open out here for another couple years. But... You just don't know with Steph going into age 34, with Draymond uh, getting up there a little bit and with the uncertainty of Clay, how long they can last together. But they've certainly opened up a lot of eyes so far this year. Uh, so as far as the, the the Warriors, they'll be taking on the Bulls here on Friday. You'll be able to see this Bulls team. But I do want to ask you about the injury situation. Will Draymond Green be healthy enough with the, uh, the injuries that he's going through? They don't. No, for sure, right now. He's got a, Kirk called it a nasty thigh contusion after that Timberwolves game. It sounds like it's going to be a game time decision to see if he warms up, how he looks, how he feels. 
So we'll see. Same goes for Damian Lee, who, again, has been very solid off that bench. But Hoodie, I'm telling you, I mean, losing Draymond is gigantic because he's so damn good defensively. But this group, this Warriors team, is not the Warriors team of the last couple of years. They have depth. They have guys who know how to play. And they still have a healthy Steph. When you have a healthy Steph, seemingly anything is possible. So you'll be seeing this new-look Bulls team, and I will tell you, Nick... It would bring you pride to know how much Bulls talk is happening on ESPN 1000 <laughs> because the team the team looks good. Now, listen, for my question marks about the team being a little small, right, and it's going to be even smaller now that Nikola Vucevic tested positive for COVID-19 and is going to enter the NBA's health and safety protocols, according to Woj. I mean, my only issue is that they're a little small, but here's the thing that, that Bulls fans feel good about, and Cap and I took phone calls on this on Thursday. Just the feeling that they look relevant uh, when you have players around Zach Levine that can shoot the ball uh, and then coming off the bench with Caruso and Io DeSumo. I, I tell you, man, it, it feels like when you were covering back in the day as far as the optimism and just the good feeling for the first time since Thibs. I can't tell you how many times I have looked down at my phone and friends from Chicago text me and they're saying, this team looks pretty legit, but more importantly, to your point, Hoodie, it looks like it's fun again. Mm-hmm. And the fun, as we all know, for a variety of reasons, has been missing for a while for the Bulls. And it's just great to see. I, I actually was listening to, to Kerr after practice earlier today, and he said, it's good just to see the Bulls become relevant again, become a contender again. And, and Steve has so many ties still to Chicago, and, and he loves the city a great deal because of his memories with the, the organization. But the NBA is a bit in a better place when the Bulls are good. And whether or not they can sustain the start they've got on, we'll see. But, but there is no question that this team is fun. I've been able to watch them a couple times so far this year. They're playing very well under Billy Donovan, Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan, of course, are kind of leading the way. But that bench, I mean, you mentioned some of the guys, and and Caruso is playing well, and and Lonzo has had some good moments. I mean, when you have that many solid pieces in place, then good things are usually going to happen. And they've exceeded my expectations because I thought I thought they'd probably make the playoffs, but I thought they'd probably be in that play-in range. And, and again, we'll see. There's a ton of season left. But with the way they have started and the momentum that they've built as they've won across the league, I think a lot of people are going, all right, like this team could be pretty solid. It's just going to be interesting to see how the Brooklyns and the Milwaukees and the Miamis of the world and Philly – that situation plays out. But you don't want to rain on that parade. I'm curious to see how they perform on this road trip, and I think that will be a big-time marker for where they're at as the season unfolds. Nick, what do you think of the circus trip, the old circus trip as you remember? And by the way, I'm not even sure the circus is in town. I don't know if there is a circus for the United Center, but we just know there's a long uh, road trip here. Warriors, Clippers, Lakers, Trailblazers, Nuggets. Uh, that, that's a gut check, isn't it, to find out how good you are? Very much so. And it was always the case, even back to the old Tibbs days, because it was a time for the Bulls to gauge themselves against better competition. And I know they had a nice win against Dallas. They had that good comeback in the fourth against Boston. Mm -hmm. Uh, They've had some nice wins, 
But, you know, they've also played the Pelicans and the Pistons twice. I mean, it, it, it's all kind of in the eye of the beholder right now. If you go on this trip and you come back with a winning record and your team starts to bond a little bit more on the road, well, that's when you start to know, all right, things are changing. And I've always been a big believer in Billy Donovan. I think he is a really solid coach. If he can guide these guys through this time without Vucevic and you lose Pat Williams, which was a, a tough break early in the year, if you find a way through this trip to still look pretty good, well, then all of a sudden things are going to really start to be looking up. And, and you and I both know when the Bulls are relevant and good, there are not many more fun places to be than the United Center. And when that place has a big game going on, fans are into it it is an electricity that you don't see a lot around the nba so as somebody who spent so much time in the city and around that team i i am i'm hopeful that maybe they have started to turn things around and figure it out i gotta ask you about your guy tom tom thibodeau (laughs) oh boy here we go we're not even at Christmas yet, and Tom's already making headlines. So your, uh, our colleague Tim Bontemps wrote about this as he covers the Knicks. Uh, Tom Thibodeau benched his starters for the entire fourth quarter on Wednesday's 112-100 loss to the Milwaukee Bucks. And Tom says, you know what they say, when it's 10 games, you need 20. When you, when you say you 20, you need 30. 30, you say 40. And before you know it, the season's over. So that's a bunch of bullshit. So 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 there's Tom going after his players. So now now again, now tell me if you've heard this before, Nick. New York starting lineup to this point: Kemba Walker, Fournier, Bar- uh, Barrett, Julius Randle, Mitchell Robinson has played more minutes than any other five man unit in the NBA this season. But it's been outscored by 14 points per 100 possessions so far this year. Oh so he, he benches him like it's college. The whole five-man rotation. And says, Derek, Obi Toppin, quickly, Taj. He got the guys he he can rely on on the bench. Stop me if you've heard this before. His, his five-man rotation already tired and also not defending. That's not good early on for Tibbs. He's sending a message, isn't he? In a very big way. And anybody who followed those Bulls teams hoodie is going to nod their heads because they understand what he's trying to do. And they're going to have a little chuckle because that's Tibbs. That's how he tries to get his point across. But if you're not defending for Tibbs, and very clearly that five-man rotation that he's putting out there at least to start is not playing well together, he's going to find a way to shake things up. And I, I'm just chuckling in my own head because before the season, I made a bet with our friend Stacy King, and Stace said the Bulls are going to have a better record than the Knicks, and I was like, ah, mm. I don't think so, you know. I, but but now I feel like I'm going to be picking up a dinner bill at Joe's here <laughs> with the way this is unfolding. Mm-hmm. But uh, with with the way the Knicks played last year, there was a toughness about them, and certainly you saw that at times on the defensive end. What is very concerning, if you're a Knicks fan or you're still cheering for Tibbs, like I know a lot of Bulls fans do, they're just not looking like they're they're tied together. You know, and, and to use a, an old Tibbs refrain, they it seems like they've let go of the rope mm-hmm. way too much. And when you start doing that early in the season, it's tough sometimes to bring it back. But if you know anything about Tibbs, as again you and I both do. 
you know that that guy is so damn competitive that he will find a way to to make it work. Now, does that mean even more Taj and Derek and, and Toppin? You know, who knows? But but Tom is not going to settle for a team that is just going through the motions and not giving him enough defensively. I mean, to, to remove the whole five, I mean, that's – you don't get that in the NBA very often. But he he's sending a message. I get it. Uh, he wants to have the same standard as he had last year with them getting better, and that just didn't work against the champs. So – um, so Nick, I know this was, uh, this one's tough for you because I know how much you admire Scottie Pippen. You've done shows with Scottie Pippen on the old jump show and, you know, actually, you know, d- talking to him about the NBA, but what's going on with Scotty is uh, something that we've talked about in Chicago a lot as well. And that is Scotty has a new book out. He's always got the booze all he's selling that as well. But some of the, some of the things that he said in that book is just a head scratcher. And I will tell you, I'm not mad at Scotty. I'm just sad for him that he's torching Michael Jordan, his teammate, and also just tearing down the championship, whether it's Phil Jackson and the racism uh, in, that, in that particular claim. And then Michael saying that the flu game wasn't real. I mean, I mean, what was your initial reaction to all of this as he spent time with Frank Isola on Sirius XM? Yeah, honey, you, you you see it and you hear it and you listen to what's happening and you just kind of want to close your eyes. Like, ah, I you know I can't believe this because Scotty is so beloved in Chicago and and he is so respected across the league. I, I can't tell you how many times the Steve Kerr's and the Bill Weddingtons or all those old teammates of those years all said Scotty was the man. Scotty got us through a lot of tough times, and for as demanding as Michael could be, it was Scotty who would come over and, and put his arm around you and say, "Hey, you know, we'll work this thing out." You just wish that some of that stuff could be left alone, could be kept in private. But to me, my biggest takeaway in in the interviews that we see, and I haven't gotten into the book completely yet, but I know some of the the, the big stuff that's in there. You just wish that the last dance almost wouldn't have happened because it just feels like that's exactly what this is. All those hard feelings had been suppressed for so many years. And and then everybody is stuck at home. It's the beginning of the pandemic. And here comes the last dance. And everybody's watching and Scotty's having to relive all these moments that he had put away for you know, 20, 30 years. And here it comes again. And you just wonder if that doesn't happen, does that lead to the book? Does that lead to some of the interviews that have occurred? Uh, and, and hoodie, I'm with you. I, I just feel bad. I really like Scotty a lot. I think he is a, a good dude, but I think that he has felt a certain way for a long time. And when the the last dance came out, those feelings, they got pushed up to the forefront again. And as much as you kind of want to stay away and and not watch and wish that all these these bad feelings would go away because of how much that team meant to so many people, uh, they're not. And and Scotty clearly feels hurt. And as a, a human, he has every right to do that. But you just wish it wouldn't have opened itself up on such a big stage like this. I just, uh, my my whole ultimate point was, Nick, once you have your book and you talk about Michael Jordan and you talk about the championship years and feel like you've been slighted, so once you've sold your book, then what? 
What's the end game? Once you've sold the book, and who knows how much money he's going to get from that, uh, so then what? What's next after that? So so you're going to tear down, even if you're not friends with Michael, but you're going to cast aspersions on a championship team that people across the world loved. And and so Michael Jordan's always going to win that in the court of public opinion. He, I mean, no matter what Scotty says, people will believe Michael. Uh, because Michael's that popular, so I just don't know what the what the end game is after the book is sold. I'm wondering too. That's that's really the only answer I can give you on that. I I I hope that uh, the people who have stood up for Scotty and there's been a lot of them hoodie go back to when the Last Dance came out and it, and it was so clear with the way that thing was produced. It was Michael's documentary. Uh, and so many ex-teammates came out and said, you know, this isn't fair to Scotty. You just hope that a lot of those same people will have his back moving forward. And Scotty can do whatever he likes still in the game. And, and you know, as a sports romantic, I'd, I'd love nothing more than Michael and Scotty to sit there and talk and, and clear all the air uh, that has sparked this, this last seemingly back and forth. But... I don't know what the answer is, and I just hope for Scotty's sake that he he's in a good place and that he's enjoyed the publicity that's that's come with this, and in the end that he can he can find a, a way to look back and have a lot of fond memories on what he accomplished, on what he and Michael accomplished, and what he did for the city and the Bulls. Um, so I, I wonder how the league looks at the Lakers. You know, I've been watching them. I think maybe four or five times. <laughs> and and I, I equate it to the movie Wild Hogs. There's just one more run for Martin Lawrence and for Tim Robbins and all these, all these other people. That's just like that's what I equate this to. Like all the old timers taking one more run. All those Hall of Famers on one roster is pretty impressive. But just I wish this would happen for them in like you know 2015, you know 2011. But nonetheless, they're all together. So um, without LeBron, what are your thoughts on the Lakers? Because I'm not sure when he will return. Uh, no. (laughs) If we were to sum it up, they're just, they're not enough. And they may not be enough with LeBron and Hoodie. We've heard Charles Barkley say it over and over for years and years. Father time is undefeated. LeBron is incredible. One of the all-time greats. But even LeBron's body, it appears, is starting to break down a little bit. And it just happens when you hit 36, 37, 38 in the NBA, if you're lucky enough to play that long, it happens. And that part has got to be extremely concerning for Frank Vogel and and that Lakers staff. But when you watch them, it just, it just feels like it's in disarray. It feels like Russ, for all the goodwill that his return home generated early, just doesn't fit the way they wanted. Carmelo has had some really good games, and he still looks like he's got plenty in the tank. But now I'm just waiting for some Lakers fan to listen to us and superimpose, you know, LeBron and Carmelo and Russ on the, the that Wild Hogs poster. <laughs> <laughs> like, who's playing Tim Allen? You know, I, so I, I, it's it's a good thing for the league and the conversation to have all the storylines running around the Lakers and what's going on. But in the end, do I think that they're going to get to the finals? Do I think that uh, they have 
everything they're going to need to make that push? No. I don't see how anybody could say that right now, knowing what's going on. Okay, so I'm thinking that Russ is Martin Lawrence in this spot, right? <laughs> okay. LeBron <laughs> LeBron will be John Travolta. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So who is now, so now we need to find who's William H Macy and who's Tim Allen in this spot. Uh, William H Macy, Carmelo. I mean, just Carmelo. They're <laughs> always solid right now. You know what you're getting. Yes. And then like and Tim Allen, right? We gotta. Uh, I mean, you yeah. know what? The legacy of Tim Allen, I think it's very underrated. That guy has had a hit show for th- for three decades in one way, shape, or form. He's been on TV. Home improvement. Yes, that was that was one of my shows growing up, the Santa Claus. I know that. Yeah, no, <laughs> that he's got a lot going. He's had me. Yeah, so I mean, he's had a hell of a career, right? I mean, he so we're, we, what you're telling me is we're talking about Dwight. Like, yes, he's he's had a hell of a career, but people have kind of forgotten what he did years ago. But because he's hung on so long, that now it's they're almost like discrediting him for what he has accomplished. And on a side note, hoodie, nothing pissed me off more than Dwight not being on the seventy five list. People have forgotten how great he was when he was healthy in Orlando. They just have forgotten. And they're punishing him because he's been in the league so long and just kind of bounced around as this journeyman center. But he was that good. He is uh, and should be one of the 75 best players ever. And the fact that he is not on that list and AD Anthony Davis is, that was a surprise to me. Well, that's the old head saying, "No, you are not. You're too go- so much of a goof to be a real center." And right. that, and that, and right. so, and that's going to be his legacy, right? He's for generation. He's the, one of the best centers for a generation. But for those that believed in the center position, the Kareems and all that, they look down on him and say, "You know, you could have been better." Right. If you had just applied yourself more, mm-hmm. if you had just developed more of a jump shot or a post get, you're you are absolutely right. But you're you're doing a disservice if you're if people hear Dwight Howard's name and they go ah oh, Dwight he's such a goofball like he's not uh, he's not that great of a player and hasn't been for a long time go to YouTube <laughs> watch yeah. the magic highlights watch the highlights before his back uh, it started to give him problems he was unbelievable and he belongs on that list in my opinion. Yeah, last man standing, and and also um, the other show, the at Home Improvement. I mean, he was there for like two hundred four episodes of Home Improvement for Tim Allen, and then Last Man Standing, another one hundred ninety four episodes. He was there from twenty eleven to twenty twenty one. I mean, what a I mean, what a what a career. I I did not realize that 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 last show lasted so long. So again, <laughs> Dwight is Tim Allen in this case. Yes. Uh, by the way, Mar- Marissa Tomei also is on this show. In this the movie. two youths. Right. <laughs> that's right. She's also in this movie. So I've just, I mean, that's what I see when I see the Lakers. I go, Tim Allen, John Travolta, Martin Lawrence, William H. Macy, Ray Liotta's also in this as well. <laughs> so oh it's just, it's just one more run. That's what I believe with this Lakers team. Um, lastly, and I appreciate your time. I want to get your thoughts about the Bucks. Again, it's a slow start here for them, but you know, if I said Bucks or the field, I'm le- think you're leading the field, aren't you, to win the NBA championship? I would take the field right now, and it's it's interesting, Odie, because in the press room the other night out here in San Francisco, 
the conversation was, well, you know, who do you like in the West and, and where does it all stack up in the East? I, as much as I like the Warriors' start and the way they've gone so far, I would still take Milwaukee and Brooklyn to, to knock them off in a seven-game series. And who knows what with what happens with Kyrie and that whole situation. But Milwaukee and Brooklyn have started slow, but I wouldn't mistake that for, uh, they're not that good this year. Those are two battle-tested teams. Of course, the Bucks won last year. I'm not betting against Giannis. I'm certainly not betting against Kevin Durant, having watched him uh, much closer the last few seasons. He is just unbelievable. So I still believe that Milwaukee and Brooklyn will, will be there in the end. The question to me is, who else is out there in the West? And we're only a couple weeks in. Golden State has really started fast, but their schedule has been very easy, frankly. And I don't know who else is going to challenge, but I know that somebody else will be there with Utah and somebody else will make that push. But in all the years that you and I have been doing these shows and having these conversations. Mm-hmm. I cannot remember a time at this point in the year when everything felt just so open. There are great teams, sure. There are teams that are going to get better as the year wears on. But there is no team, at least to me, that you look at and go, oh my gosh, nobody wants a piece of them. Oh man, it's this, it's Team X and everybody else, or it's these two teams and the rest of the field. I'm not sure who's going to win it this year, and I think in that regard, the parity, uh, albeit in a smaller dose, is good for the NBA. And then the Pelicans are one and eleven. Oh my! Oh, I, just a total disaster. They are a disaster. I that did shows mess. with David Griffin on Sirius XM. I didn't know he was a boob. Oh man! Seriously, I, oh. you lied about Zion. Like, yeah, not, he's gonna like, be ready for the regular. Season. Oh man, the whole thing—it's just, dude, it's a mess. That is a mess. I mean, I mean, Wendy said it. Brian Windhorst said it. he goes. You said that Zion would be ready for the regular season, and so you misled the people in New Orleans. And like, he's not—he's not ready yet. And yeah, you're one and eleven. You hired Willie. You—you you fired Stan for this. Right. Seriously. Stan, Stan's got to be sitting somewhere, I'm sure, in the greater Orlando area, just laughing his butt off every night now. Because he's going, man, everybody thought it was me, huh? They thought it was me. It's not me. Five technical fouls in their last game. I mean, uh, I mean Willie Green. I mean, my Ugh. God, five technical fouls against New Orleans. They were so pissed off. I mean, it's Josh Hart picked up two. The mild-mannered Josh Hart, Villanova's own, he was arguing Yikes. with officials, and he got enough of it. I mean, my God. Like, when, when you put your head on the pillow tonight, light a candle for Andrew Lopez, who, oh, who, 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 right. who covers the pillow. He's got it rough down there right now. <laughs> I, mean, I, mean, I mean, Zion's got to be like, get me out of here, pal. And like, I'm, And I'm not that guy, Nick. I'm not the guy that says this star on a bad team needs to go. But, I mean, seriously, it's just not working in a small market. You know, nobody's coming to the games, and then you do that. I mean, yeah, it's wide open until you get to the Pelicans. Yeah, that is a mess. That is a total, total mess. And and this is part of a larger conversation about the league, Woody. But Pelicans are bad. Uh, The Rockets, uh, Jalen Green looks 
you know, okay, I guess, but they don't look so hot, although they have a little more talent. I just saw the Timberwolves. The, oh, my gosh, they're a mess. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, there, there are a lot of bad teams. The Thunder are tanking like crazy, but they've had a couple nice wins. But the point is – That's all right. That's all right. That's all right. The, that's all right. the Thunder have eight, 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 85 first-round draft picks, so they're fine. <laughs> I'm telling you, the Thunder should petition the league. Their logo for at least the next decade should just be the lotto card. <laughs> like the lotto card, like, all right, and with this pick, the Oklahoma City Thunder take or, or trade, you know, 10 picks for somebody who's coming. I, the league, I actually think, is in a pretty solid place because so many of these teams are, are pushing early and there's some new storylines. But, the thing that gives me caution is there are other teams that are just horrific. And the Warriors have played a lot of them mm-hmm. <laughs> early on. The Bulls have played a few too. Oh, yeah. They're just, they're, they are horrific. And, and when you have that type of disparity between the good and the bad, eesh, that's not good for anybody, I don't think. Well, my friend, as always, I appreciate our our chats. We, there's these, this is not an interview. It's always just a nice NBA conversation that I always enjoy. Uh, all the best, man, moving forward, and let's talk again soon. You got it, my man. See ya. Uh, always good to hook up with my guy. Nick Friedel covers the NBA for ESPN.com. Don't forget, we are proudly... Brought to you by DraftKings. Don't forget to use the promo code WMVP. It is DraftKings. DraftKings.com. Download the app. Check out DraftKings. And by Manscaped. Manscaped.com. Hey, they're a sponsor for this podcast and podcast that I do. Manscaped.com. I use the promo code HOOD, H-O-O-D. I love bringing you basketball content. If you missed the college basketball preview I did with Tyler Aki from our station at ESPN 1000 Chicago, check that out. Also, some thoughts about the Bulls and around the NBA. Check the archives of the Under the Hood Basketball Podcast. Thanks so much for listening. We'll do it again soon. The Bulls are on the circus trip. There's a lot going on around the NBA and in college basketball as well. We'll cover it for it. If you love basketball, basketball is hood. Jonathan Hood from the Cap and J Hood Morning Show and the Under the Hood Basketball Podcast.